Hello and welcome to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Rich Baxter, how are you, my friend? All right, Gary, how are you doing today? It's a great day in the baseball world. It is a uh, spring training game starting already. Your Phillies are uh, taking on the Tigers on this February 28th and uh, got to be exciting for Philly fans. Yes, indeed. Last day of February. So we're going to usher that out with a great, almost feels like a holiday to me today. It's uh, I got up, but I kind of thought it was on the schedule for today, but I wasn't too sure. And, you know, early morning over coffee, I went on to the MLB.com site and found out, oh, yeah, it's going to be the start of spring training baseball uh, today. And, um, yeah, the Phillies are down, taking on the Tigers, a ton of other games uh, kicking off today. And um, I had a picture to queue up here of the Tiger Stadium um, down in Lakeland, Florida, which isn't too far from where the Phillies are, are uh, spring training at in uh, Clearwater, Florida. But the skies are so sunny down there. There's not a uh, cloud in the sky practically, and it's going to be great uh, to see the guys back on the field again. We'll get the video back. Uh, not going to be on TV or radio, interestingly enough, in the Philadelphia area. Wow. Not either one, huh? Um, that is strange, but, you know, I guess with the uh, the whole covert thing, I guess they want to, uh, who knows, you know, it, it's throwing a monkey wrench into everything, this covert yeah, it sure is. And um, if you can unmute my screen sharing for our YouTube listeners. I, <laughs> I am to, trying to do that as we speak. I, I believe you've, you're, you've got that capability now. Awesome. Yeah, let's get that on the screen for our YouTube listeners. And I wanted to thank, you know, the people that have stopped by our YouTube page because as uh, Gary pointed out to me uh we had a couple hundred views on some of the videos over time and over a hundred last week already on our youtube channel i want to encourage you to hit that subscribe button because that means you're going to get all of our uh, upcoming shows and um we'd love to uh, bring them to you so hit that subscribe button it's really important for us to um to get subscribers on that YouTube channel, because we can do a lot more things with it. That's and right, uh, right. again, for, uh, for tuning in primarily, we're a podcast on audio podcast, but, uh, Gary does such a great job with the video. I don't see, uh, it's hard to see why we're not getting those listeners. So, uh, you know, great job, Gary. Thank you, uh, rich. And I'm not doing such a good job today. Cause I look like I'm only in, a. Uh, my screen looks like I'm in a box, whereas you're the full width. I don't know uh, what's going on with that, but that's okay. We'll we'll get by. Let me try I this. Didn't tinker with ah, it. I yeah, that camera's good. <laughs> I didn't tinker with it on my end for sure. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a fun 
thing that we get together each week and talk baseball and bring it to you. And I have some uh, coworkers that I work with uh, six days a week, and they all went out to Top Golf today, Gary, and they invited oh. me out. And uh, about a week ago, I said, or two weeks ago, I said, yeah, sure. I'd be glad to, you know, go out and have a little afternoon of golf and some fun. But then I looked on the schedule and I saw baseball starts up today. We're going to do a podcast. So, you know, I got to put my priorities in order where, you know, you guys are. Perfect. <laughs> well, we're certainly glad you did. There I go. I popped back into full screen. I don't know what happened. Hi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the gremlins are, are out and, uh, this was why we need uh, people help us out out there, sending some donations so we can get this equipment down because uh, we're just floundering around here. But we're having some fun, and we hope you're enjoying the show, having some fun too. And, uh, Rich, let's talk some about baseball, spring training. Uh, uh, like we said, the Phillies are starting. You guys, everybody happy in the uh, Jersey, Philadelphia area that uh, – the Phillies made some moves, signed some people, and uh, coming into the season. Yeah, I think everybody's on board. Uh, JT Real Muto uh, back in the fold. Of course, Bryce Harper back again. Going to be back for many years, of course. And uh, across the baseball world, uh, from D.C. to uh, down in Texas and across out to the West Coast, the Dodger land and um as you uh, were talking with me uh, before the show, the Blue Jays, and we'll talk about them in just a minute. But um, yeah, all the way across the coast here, we got games starting from 1.05 p.m. this afternoon, going right on through the afternoon. And uh, the Mariners, Padres matching up. Those Padres are going to be a powerhouse this year, aren't they, Gary? They're going to have some team. They're, they're, they're stacked. Uh just look, and they're young. That's the other thing that's uh, it's going to be uh, fascinating to watch to see what they can do. You know, the Dodgers are the defending champions, and they're still the, the kings until somebody topples them, and they're still loaded with talent. So it'll be interesting to see the uh, the Padres and the Dodgers go at it this year. And you know, there's some other good teams out there that uh, – uh, were better last year. Uh, the D-backs improved, and we'll see what they did in the offseason and, and uh, how they uh, they improved. But, uh, you know, Rich, there's something that's been bugging me the last few weeks, and, and I touched it on Mets Musings uh, about Mets fans, but I'm wondering if you've noticed the same thing about uh, the Phillies on social media how are the fans reacting? Uh, it it to me, it's been very annoying that uh, the Mets have new ownership. We all know that, and um, fans have been attacking them because they didn't sign George Springer, they didn't sign uh, uh, Bauer. Um, yet they traded for Lindor, Francisco Lindor. They made some other free agents. They signed McCann. Uh, got Carrasco in the Lindor trade. Uh, I think it was a good winter, and uh, but uh, I, I'm not here to talk about the Mets. But I'm just wondering if other people out there, if you, and you can drop us a line and let us know, um, 
whether you just are you disgusted with the social media and uh, the fans' reaction to your team's off season? Yeah, that's an interesting uh, observation, of course. And that social media is so twitchy. Uh, to me, it's like a live wire, um, electricity, you know, on the end of a wire, so to speak, like a microphone wire that's live. And when you touch it, it's sometimes going to zap you a little bit. And uh, depending on how close you are monitoring this live wire, it's almost like the old fashioned newsrooms. And a lot of our listeners are younger people. They don't know that, you know, before the internet, there was uh, teletype printers and things like that. News came over the wire and things like that. It wasn't as fast as it is today. And everybody's opinion didn't seem to matter as much years ago because they didn't have a platform to, to launch it, you know, on these celebrities, uh, fan groups, so to speak of, of certain teams. And yeah, they, they've got a voice now and they've got Facebook, they've got Twitter, they've got a number of different outlets to put it onto Instagram. And now all of a sudden they have a voice and it's a, um, somewhat loud voice they, they get a lot of recognition online and in the media. And, but it's a touchy type of hot wire that, you know, you can either ignore it or let it affect you. But yeah, as you said, a lot of fans upset, you know, they didn't get this guy or that guy, but you know, let's face it. A team can't just sign every high name, big dollar <laughs> free. You. Thank yeah. you. That, that's what I said. You can't, and not everybody wants to come to a particular city. You know, everybody thinks every all these fans think everybody wants to come to New York. Not everybody wants to come to New York. They don't like the pressure. They don't like uh, the uh, the the media surrounding them all the time. They'd rather play in a small town, some of them relatively small town and i don't think people understand that and that just pisses the hell out of me pisses me off no end but that's me so we're gonna have to play this for you got him (laughs) social media got him (laughs) it's just incredible the stuff that you see well rich uh it looks like the uh I don't know how to. It's two ways of taking this first story. The um, Seattle Mariners president earlier in February resigned Kevin Matha after comments he made to a Rotary Club earlier this month surfaced and received widespread backlash. In his remarks, he spoke about former Mariners pitcher Hasashi Iwakura. Kuma, who was hired in January as a special assignment coach, and his need for a translator and his English skills. And I'm not going to say I'm tired of paying his interpreter, but we'd pay him X amount of dollars, but we'd also have to pay $75,000 a year to have an interpreter with him. His English suddenly got better when he when we told him that. So far, I don't see anything that's too bad. I mean... Then he was talking about a minor league outfielder and uh, 
he said the same thing. His English is not tremendous. He's loud. He has a big personality. His English is not tremendous. He addressed the team's payroll, and he also said, which what a lot of us knew already, that they're probably going to hold back two of their biggest stars uh, so they don't have to start the clock on them, uh, as the, you know, the Cubs did the same thing with Chris Bryant. Um, and the other team, the Mets have done it with, with, uh, some players. Um, I, I just think the guy got a, uh, a, a raw deal in a way because I don't, you know, it, to me, he told the truth, and uh, I guess you can't tell the truth nowadays in this world. Yeah, it certainly doesn't seem like a grounds for firing somebody, especially if you're in charge of a team. Uh, you should have the right to, to speak your mind on certain things, and it didn't cross any lines these days. Uh, the lines are so um, interpreted, so to speak, by other uh, people, and that's what ended up to be the case here. And look at the area he's from, Seattle. That place is so screwed up that oh boy, is it? I wouldn't want to go near there if I was a, a visitor, a uh, traveler, you know, vacation. I wouldn't want to go near Seattle. Bingo. I wouldn't want to go near Portland. Yeah, I wouldn't go near San Francisco anymore. And these are certain places I would stay away from. If I was, you know, a traveler without a doubt. I mean, San Francisco, they say you got to step over the homeless. There's so many in the streets. Uh, I, I tell you the truth. I wouldn't even want to go to California at all anywhere. And I think it's, it's quite telling that people are flocking to Canada and te- uh, to Canada, to Florida and Texas. And they're coming from New York and New Jersey and California and, uh, you know, uh, some from Washington and Oregon. But uh, And I heard something now. Oregon wants to merge with Idaho or five counties in Oregon want out and they want to merge with Idaho or something uh, because they're fed up with... uh, the whole thing, everything going on in Oregon and, as you say, Portland. Uh, yeah, just a mess. And, well, that's where the PC police are the biggest, you know. They had the Summer of Love in Seattle where they uh, took, uh, made a block and, and seceded from the Union, if you will. And um, that sort of reminded me of Philadelphia years ago. Move uh, was a, a very similar project that went on with certain uh people they declared themselves independent blah 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 and thank goodness philadelphia had a mayor that wasn't going to allow that like the idiot out in seattle she should have squashed that down in the first day and not allowed it to happen they fostered it somebody got killed over it in fact several people got killed over it but we can't keep delving into that because this is a baseball podcast. We, we just got to close the book on it and move on. <laughs> I think we may have to do another podcast on uh, uh, politics. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll segue out of that as quick as possible. Uh, how about another story here, Gary? Let's, let's talk some baseball cards. Um, 
And, you know, baseball cards we touched on a couple times in the last few shows, and it's really made a comeback since the, uh, the pandemic hit for some reason. Uh, you know, cards haven't been circulating the way they normally do because the card shows were closed down. But uh, this card here, if you're watching our YouTube portion of the uh, podcast here, it's a Reggie Jackson rookie card from 1969. Um, and it's garnering over a million dollars. This is a, a mint condition nine graded card here. And, um, topped a million dollars in value the other day. Um, just incredible. So I, I think a lot of our podcast fans might be going through those shoe boxes. <laughs> now, what would, what would cause that card out of the, you know, I mean, I, I can understand a Hannes Wagner or something. It's so rare, but uh, there was pretty big production in in the sixties and stuff, and I, I understand some of the cards are rare, but w why in particular that one? I guess it's just the market, right? If the market uh, will take it, it'll go up. Yeah, it's just the market, and uh, here's just another segue story to collecting cards and and things like that. Uh, last year, uh, a guy named Rob Go, he uh, owns a lot of famous cards, uh, real high-priced cards. Uh, he made a purchase of a $5.2 million 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle in perfect condition. Uh, that shattered the record of single price on a single card. Um, he again shocked the market. And went for a 2009 Mike Trout baseball card, August of 2020, last year, paid $3.936 million for it, which was a massive jump from around $400,000 that it sold for in 2018. So, um, you know, some of these cards that are fairly new are even going for a lot of money. And, you know, maybe it's this guy, Rob go here who we have on the screen. He's, he's got a lot of extra money to spend and, uh, he's collecting these cards. He doesn't seem to care what he's, uh, paying for them, but, um, the going price on a Mike trout card, $3.936 million. And it was sold last year for a 2009 baseball card. So, as you said, Gary, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It just depends what somebody's going to pay for a card it's, and the rarity. That's a 12-year-old card. Yeah. So I mean, usually it used to be, you know, you got to be like 80, 75, 80 years old, the card, before it would be worth anything. Uh, what makes that card so so expensive? I mean, I always thought it was how rare it was, right? I mean, that, yeah. that's the way I was taught, but, uh, man, alive. I don't know what the heck. Cards and cards in general, they're on a boom right now. Uh, we've seen it through the years, uh, different scenarios. Then the hobby takes a crash and everything goes down. But right now, like real estate is hot. Uh, baseball cards and sports cards in general are hot. Again, you know, people have some money to spend probably. 
uh, and they want to collect and uh, it's the market for it. So, uh, you know, as you said, the, the old cards that we are familiar with that are worth a lot of money, the Honus Wagner's and the, you know, Joe DiMaggio's and the Mickey Mantle cards, uh, more the Mickey Mantle ones, but you know, some of these new superstars are starting to get their pay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes card, uh, sold for $861,000 setting a record for football and uh, trading cards in general in 2020, according to this article that's in newyorkmag.com, nymag.com, that is, um, we're up 142% on eBay in 2020. So prices are, are shooting up on cards all of a sudden. Wow, that's crazy stuff. I got to go start digging in, see what I got, anything good out there. Jeez, yeah. incredible. Well, old shoe boxes and uh, <laughs> like, uh, you might come up with something. <laughs> Well, we've got some good news on the COVID front, if you could consider it. Uh, Major League Baseball announced last week that just 13 of the 4,336 tests performed during the first wave of spring training intake testing revealed positive COVID-19 results. Nine players and four staff members spread across 11 big league teams. The broad-reaching hope, of course, is that the league and players will be able to navigate a full slate of games as successfully or more successfully than they did during last year's 60-game sprint. So uh, testing's going good. You know, we have a vaccine now. Um, places are starting to open up. Uh, things are looking up, I would say. Very good. Yeah. Can't wait for uh, to go back to the ballpark, just the sounds and the smells of it, the sight, the feeling that you get when you walk into it. It's just it's transformational for a lot of people. It's very healing, uh, does something to you inside. So uh, nobody really got the chance to experience that last year. And uh, just a day and age where I don't think any of us imagine that it would be possible that to have this sort of a scenario in our current world in the modern world that we're in right now uh just i never thought it could be possible myself to uh, be sequestered at home and not allowed to congregate in crowds things like that go spend your money at a a baseball game or a concert or you know mm -hmm. places like that so as you said, yeah, it's starting to get better and knock on wood. We'll be back to normal soon. Well, I, I do fear that the sights will be the sound, but the smells may be of Clorox and Lysol when you uh, enter uh, <laughs> and Purell when you go into a ball game next, but so be it, whatever. Uh, and you'll probably have to be masked. I would think that would be another thing. Even though it's outside. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, you know, you got to take the precautions still and, and for a long time. Here's a quick little thing I just wandered upon on MLB.com, Gary. Uh, oh. Now that baseball's back here. The best baseball caps ever by team. It's an article on MLB.com. 
Uh, we collect a lot of caps, me and Gary, do you probably see us wearing them sometimes during the show here? And, um, here's some, uh, original caps there that MLB are bringing up that, uh, on our YouTube page here, the, uh, Toronto blue Jays, of course, the, uh, blue Jay on the cap, the Oriole, uh, with the, um, Oriole there yeah, wearing that's the best. Very cool. From, uh, the late sixties, early seventies there. Uh, let's go into, um, the Boston Red Sox with the iconic B. Yeah. That's or, been like that forever. Skip through a couple of them here. Let's, let's see. see. What do they got with the Cleveland Indians? I think what do they got? We know what the most, the best, like, oh, the spiders. See, they're not even, they're not even going to acknowledge that the best hat for the Cleveland Indians is the Chief Wahoo hat. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. It's, uh, of course, the uh, Expos old uh, the old, ELP, yeah. whatever that stood for, something in French. Well, I it's guess. an M. It's also an M. Yeah, I guess you could look at it as an M, yeah. but I never looked at it as an M. Yeah, it's an M. <laughs> Look like ELB to me. There's uh, Philly's. Uh, <laughs> I like the the current. I don't. I don't like that. I don't know. I'm not a Phillies fan, so the but. Rocking old school seventies Philly. Yeah, yeah, but that should be more maroon as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they didn't have the color right on that. And I remember the cheapness of hats in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There weren't the new era. Here's a Mariner one. That looks goofy to me. Yeah, I uh, like the plain blue. Or Milwaukee. I'm sorry, Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's one of the most iconic caps. Uh, there you the go. Park, it's the old pillbox yeah. um, cap there. So, yeah, we're back to the uh, the swag of baseball. A lot of stuff for sale online. MLB drumming it up. Of course, the MLB.tv, uh, too, now available for um, listeners. They're giving a seven-day trial for that, free seven-day trial. You do have to give a credit card, but if you cancel in seven days, it would be free. You know, that's an interesting point uh, that you brought up because um – I remember people may remember that listened to the show for a long time that I used to have the MILB. Yeah, yeah, me too. And but there is no more MILB. So what are they going to do with those minor league games? Are they going to be? How are they going to handle that? I got to look into that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the last time I renewed MILB, of course, it's a yearly, annual renew. And I really didn't want to renew because I, I did it on a whim. I tuned into a couple games, but then I didn't use it at all, you know, for most of the season. Then the next season, I forgot to take it off the automatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to jump through hoops <laughs> to get well, it refunded. But. I I enjoyed it because I'm I'm a Cyclone Brooklyn Cyclones fan, which is a farm team and still is of the New York Mets, and they've just been promoted to the high A in this new structure that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago with the minor league baseball. And I'm just curious, there's a, there's there's less teams now 
Uh, it, it should be easier to follow some of your minor league teams, and I get a kick out of that. And But I just wonder if they're going to be broadcasting. I know uh, the Cyclones did broadcast on a, on Facebook and YouTube some of their home games, and um, um, the Met Station would pick up uh, – two of their games a year, two or three, and they'd show it on the big station on on TV. Uh, but I'm just curious how they're going to do that uh, because it's nice sometimes, you know. I used to watch – oops, there goes the phone. I used to watch <laughs> um, late at night sometimes if there was no uh, ball game on, uh, I would watch – a uh, boy, sorry about that. Um, you know, you could catch a minor league game, the Pacific Coast League or something. Um, I, I, I just, I'm just curious to know whether who's going to have that anymore. If, if it's going to be under the MLB plan or, uh, you know, um, whether it's going to be a separate entity or not. But, you know, speaking of uh, television and, and, you know, there's the MLB radio as well, Rich. But the um, Toronto Blue Jays are not going to broadcast directly on radio this season for the very first time. They will simulcast the TV broadcasts on radio. So uh, I... Their radio announcer is going to be out of a job um, as they are just going to have the TV announcing crew and they'll play that audio on the radio. But, uh, you know, they've tried that before and and it just doesn't seem to work because it's a radio is a different animal. It's a whole different cadence to a baseball game. It's... um, you know, uh, uh, with television, you can let the TV, the camera paint the picture of the game. Radio, you have to explain it. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, it sometimes becomes very difficult. I, I can remember going back to this MILB that uh, um, New York Penn League, they used to do the opposite. They used to simul, some of the teams would simulcast the radio and just have a camera on and uh, didn't have announcers there and they would they had the radio announcers and that was confusing so yeah. you know having it the other way uh you know it it it, it could be uh, very confusing and um i don't think we'll ever see this in the bigger markets like in new york LA it's just people too associated with their radio announcers but uh you know smaller markets could be this could be a trend that they go to and uh I don't know if it's a good trend or not yeah baseball on TV is totally different there's a lot more silence on TV as well uh, as you said some of the times that the broadcasters leave the picture, tell the story, which is, you know, apropos for television, you're sitting there watching it. They don't need to tell you, oh, they're wearing their uh, red striped socks with the gray uniforms and the 
red hat, so to speak, or, you know, because you can see it on television, mm -hmm. they're not going to describe that necessarily. They're not going to describe, you know, the ball's going way, way back that there's a hit, you know, you're watching it on TV and they're generally silent while they're watching the ball, unless it's, you know, something outrageous. So yeah, in this day and age for a baseball team to eliminate a radio description and broadcast of a game is kind of ridiculous. Um, and they can't even call it saving money because, you know, they're making a lot of money. It's, it's, uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, it could tie in somewhat with our next story about the blue Jays. Uh, uh, but, uh, well, let's get into that. It, it looks like Toronto will be homeless again. They, uh, they will begin the 2020 season with two homestands in Florida at Dunedin TD ballpark. Their team president says, um, but being that the restrictions in Florida, Canada, are the same that they the borders are closed they cannot play in Canada so it looks like the one option that they will have is to go back to Buffalo and play in their AAA minor uh, league ballpark until they can get back to Toronto and they say the goal of course is a return to Rogers Center uh, but taking that into consideration, perhaps they don't feel there's enough of a call in Toronto uh, to pay for a radio crew when uh, they're not even playing there and they don't have to worry about, you know, getting people to come uh, to the ballpark there. Um, I don't know. They don't want to play in the heat of Florida in June through August. So I guess they could figure out a way to play June through August in Buffalo and maybe in September go back to Florida if need be. Um, it, you know, again, this is covert uh, uh, raising its ugly head and uh, things you wouldn't think of being a problem become a major problem. Uh, we're not hearing you, Rich, at this point in time. Sorry about that. I had my mute button on here for a quick second while I uh, took a cough. But uh, as I was saying, <laughs> I have the uh, the Toronto Sun um, page up here on our YouTube stream of the podcast. And, you know, a lot of people up there aren't happy with this move by the Toronto Blue Jays. And more so, it's by Rogers Communications, who... Um, administers all these type of things. And it says here uh, in quotes off this Toronto sun article, it says, instead of having the traditional radio feed complete with its own crew, working in their own tempo and verbal painting of the visuals, which is what radio does. Rogers has decided to simulcast this TV broadcast onto the radio. It's a silly cost cutting measure that has the possibility of seriously compromising the overall quality of the content, and that's without even attempting to decipher the corporate strategy here. So um, people angry about that up in Toronto. I, I Maybe they're going to get angry about not having the chance to see baseball anymore 
in person up there um, as this government uh, sort of twaddles its way through, you know, the best practices uh, towards the late stages of this pandemic. Well, and maybe that's part of their plan too, their corporate plan. Maybe it's, uh, maybe they figured by doing a measure like this, the fans will get ticked off and they'll start complaining to the government and, and uh, maybe it'll put some fire in the government to get going and improve, improve some measures. So the, uh, you know, the, the ball players can come across the border. Um, I, I understand it. I understand why they don't want them to do that. And, uh, we should be doing the same thing, but of course we're opening our borders like morons. Uh, but you know, this is the, they're so tested now and everything. I don't see a problem in, in letting them come in. Um, of course people will say, well, how can you do it just for ball players and, you know, athletes just, getting special treatment, that sort of thing. That'll be the latest thing. But I, you know, th this time, and uh, if they're they're planning the first two weeks, if if by um, May or something, they, I would say they have until like May or something to to decide in Canada what they're going to do, but. Uh, but this is going to be a one-year plan. Now, you could say, well, they're doing it because of uh, they lost money last year, no gates, no nothing like that. They you know, lost a ton of money last year. And, um, you know, who knows? You never know why people are doing what they do. It could be for a new ballpark. It could be for whatever reason. But... Um, they they have decided to to do this and and uh, again then they, they don't feel perhaps like they have a home field yet until the legislature in in Canada decide what they want to do and so they decided to take this uh, you know this uh, this this method or this way of doing things by getting rid of the radio crew I. I Again, I think it's a shame because of the difference. And and you know what happens? You run the risk of the, uh, the television crew trying to do, uh, almost trying to compensate and trying to do a radio broadcast, you know, uh, to be more descriptive. And then that'll take them out of their rhythm and, uh, it's not a good uh, thing, but who knows why they decided? So, yeah, it's almost uh, it's kind of screwed up in Canada too. Of course, uh, <laughs> get back to our political side <laughs> of the show. But uh, yeah, baseball slowly recovering around the globe. Uh, we have the kickoff of spring training baseball today, almost like a holiday around. Uh, feels like to me uh, it's going to even feel better when season kicks off with day one and um, wonder what kind of fun they'll have uh, scheduled for that the MLB well I don't know we'll have to see I'm I'm I, I guess I've become so jaded that uh, you know I remember last year and I'm, I'm sure we talked about it last week you remember it as well. 
And, uh, you know, we were down this path last year. We had spring training until that faithful, uh, you know, around St. Patrick's Day when it all crashed in. So uh, let's get past that and let's get into the season. But uh, you never know uh, until, until they throw their first pitch on opening day. I still don't feel, and I think COVID has a lot to do with it. I, I'm not. You know, pitches and catches used to be a big thing. Yeah, and I'm not feeling it this year. I didn't. I didn't feel that. Uh, the first spring training game there used to be uh, anticipation for. I'm not feeling that. Per- this is personal huh. now. Right. Right. Um, and I don't know if I'm expecting something to happen in March or what the reason is. Maybe, you know, it could be something as silly as, not silly, but uh, I'm just older. And, and maybe uh, I, I, I'm not getting affected in the same way as I used to. But uh, No, I think it's more or less, like you said, COVID-related. A lot of people have been inside. They haven't experienced their normal, quote-unquote, lifestyle. And it's just adapting to this barrage of constant changes, information, uh, vaccines, vaccinations, yada, yada, yada. Baseball, unfortunately, and maybe rightly so, is taking a little back seat. I, I, yeah, it could be. It's, it, it's almost like it took me by surprise when it was pitches and catches. I mean, I used to know it, you know. Uh, and then when they said, oh, they're reporting to camp, I was like, wow, already? And then I realized it was February, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And then today, when I saw your post in Facebook uh, about the Phillies playing, I said, my God, it's awful quick, but it's been two weeks already. And that's usually around March they start to play. And uh, I was shocked. And I had mm-hmm. to look up to see when the Mets were playing, and I saw it. And uh, it, it just, I, I, again, I don't know. I, I still enjoy talking about it and everything, but the, uh, the anticipation that I used to have for opening day for, uh, has slipped. And, and I think you're right, though. I think a lot of it has to do with COVID. Um, like I said, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop in March and whether or not we're either going to have a season. And so I think that may have a lot to do with it. Um, but- yes, indeed. Well, what we want to encourage our listeners and watchers on YouTube, stop by our patreon.com page, patreon.com forward slash baseball talk can sponsor us right there. And we have it up on the screen, I believe, at the moment. Mm-hmm. And um, there's our faces, so you can tell it's us. Make a little donation. You just hit this button down here. Join a uh, dollar, five dollars a month. If you want to go crazy, ten dollars a month. Our VIP listener level. Um, we appreciate it. So go to Patreon.com forward slash Baseball Talk. Sign up there and go crazy. Yeah, go crazy. $10 a month. <laughs> and uh, our listeners as well here on anchor.fm 
our station or website where the podcast is housed. Uh, we have 72% listening from Apple Podcasts. Uh, Amazon Electris, Alexa rather is holding 4%. Anchor Direct, 3%. And other, 18%. So we have a lot of uh, people listening to the show from other sites. Uh, majority of our listeners, of course, from the U.S., 7%. Jolly old England. Thank you, England. That's a huge number to me. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, uh, uh, England and and uh, all the great people over there. We, we talked about this last week, I think, or a couple of weeks ago, about how the game is growing in uh, in England and and across Europe. It seems so. Um, could open up a whole new market for us you know we could be like jerry lewis in france <laughs> yes, we, could, we could be big stars and not even know it that's for sure but uh, here's a little visual on it uh male listeners 84 percent. the ladies out there 16 percent. thank you very much ladies and huge number this last week um, for the 45 to 59 age bracket. We shot up big time with them, 35 to 44 and 60 plus. Thank you, seniors out there for listening to the Baseball Talk Radio Show. And, you know, I don't get those uh, all those charts and stuff for my show. I got to figure out how to do that. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that <laughs> for you. Off air, we'll go over that. <laughs> and hey, you can be a part of the show as well. You can uh, drop us an email at uh, Gary at BaseballTalkRadio.com or Rich at Rich at uh, BaseballTalkRadio.com or call the uh, hotmail, comment, voicemail, whatever you want to call it, uh, hotline. At 516-619-6341. And we'll be glad if we can figure out how to do it and play it on uh, play it on the air. I think we can figure it out. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, uh, take advantage of that. And if you can support the show, um, we'd like to try to do some, some uh, live streaming and... Uh, Got to work on that a little bit and uh, trying to get there. But, you know, you need equipment. And, and we are totally self-funded. Um, we self-produce the show. We have no producers or anything. It's us. We do all the work. We do the uh, after-production, the pre-post-production, the pre-production, the research the development everything we do ourselves yeah. so um we could use some help financially if anybody uh, cares to rich gave you the information at anchor.fm slash baseball talk radio show or patreon.com slash baseball talk and uh check out our our facebook page baseball dot idea Facebook.com slash Baseball Talk Radio Show. Uh, okay, Rich, it's, it's back to you. Very cool. Yep. Be glad to uh, invite you there and get some updates. We're planning on maybe streaming some of these shows live. You can 
see uh, the show as we do it. Not that, you know, it's that delayed. It's out the same day, but uh, as a special uh, addition to your watching the show and taking part in it, we're going to try some streams. So got some plans for 21. And of course, baseballtalkradio.com. I got some plans for that. I'm in the middle of updating it. Going to be all new. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, it's been in sort of disarray for a while. There's been some podcasts that drifted away, stopped broadcasting. Atlanta baseball talk is one of them, Gary. I don't know if you knew they pod faded oh, on us after the end of last season. Yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah. They Are they did have a- any plans of coming back? Not that I've heard. Oh, not that wow. I've heard. You know, did it for a number of years. They were uh, seemingly going along quite well with it, but uh, you know, shows like that sometimes just go away. Like the uh, Cubs one, the Ivy Envy that I really liked. They they closed up shop for whatever reason. You know, I thought it was a fun show. Both of them were fun shows. They were great shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, and and like you said, they did it for a number of years, and and were very successful too. I might add. Yeah, so uh, we miss those guys, but we have a ton other uh, podcasts to share with you. Baseball and barbecue. Gary's great friends there in New York with uh, build a great podcast up. Terrific show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, baseball PhD out in Cleveland. uh, Awesome show as well. Another good one. Ton more. So uh, tune in baseballtalkradio.com. I'm going to have I'm trying to have the site officially up by opening day, uh, tinkering around with it as we speak in my spare time. So I'm uh, going to hook it up again and have it play well for you. So check it out. Oh, sounds great. Can't wait for that. And Rich, I think this is a sacrilege, Rich. Rich. The uh, Milwaukee Brewers are changing the name of their ballpark from Miller Park to American Family Field. And they will have a capacity, or they're proposing a capacity of 35% for 2021 games. Uh, I, you know... It's just they're called the Brewers. It should be named the, the ballpark should be sponsored by a beer company. Not yeah. American Family Field. What what is that? An insurance Maybe. company? Maybe Miller didn't pay. <laughs> oh, I know they didn't pay, but it just seems so weird that the the Brewers are gonna be playing in a in a field. Named after, I think it's an insurance company. I don't even know what it is, American Family. But it's going to be American Family Field, and they are replacing the signs and uh, put, uh, you know, uh, this month the Miller Park signs have been taken down. Replaced by the American Family Field logo with other freeway signage and interior signage being changed as well. I don't know. It just, uh, I, I think, I think you get too confused. It's there's too much money involved now, and it's too confusing because 
years ago, ballparks used to stay the same name for, you know, 50 years. And and now they keep changing them every other year. I don't even know what San Francisco is anymore. I still call it AT&T Park. I don't know what the heck, where they're playing anymore. Um <laughs> The Mets changed their their, their uh, spring training park like three times. I don't I don't even know the name of it now. Yeah. Um you know, at least Phillies did too. Yeah, but they well, they went from what? Citizen they went from Veterans Stadium to Citizen Bank Park. Yeah, and that was before stadiums were named after companies. They didn't have that wherewithal years ago. Yeah, uh, a stadium, veteran stadium, things like that. Connie uh, Mack Stadium. Yeah, they they didn't have that thing where you know, you you brought up Miller Park. They got forty million dollars from Miller to run uh, their sponsorship of that field for uh, umpteen years. So two thousand one to twenty twenty, Arkansas is an insurance company. Um, it sounds good, um, to you and I, it doesn't mean anything. Cause we're not familiar with the market, <laughs> but, um, I, I don't know. It's just something about it that, uh, it reeks. Uh, I missed <laughs> field. If they changed it to, uh, you know, Wells Fargo field or something like that. And you would probably feel the same way, you know, like you, you, yeah. City field with you know like I do with Citizens Bank Park now. Eventually, someday they're going to change that probably, and you're going to have to call it you know something else. But yeah, it, it does stick in your mind certain stadiums, um, uh, and it carries memories. But unfortunately, over time, it looks like these twenty-year uh, sponsorships and things like that expire, and new companies come on board. And uh, just a sign of the times, maybe. Yeah, I know. It's just, you know, it, it used to have, like, nicknames, too, for the ballpark. I mean, Shea Stadium was Shea. I'm going to Shea. I'm, go- where? I'm going to City. It doesn't sound right. Are you going into Manhattan? No, I'm going to the ballpark. Well, you know what I mean? Um, I guess that's a New York thing. Uh, or, you know, I used to love Arizona, the Bank One ballpark. Now, that was named after... Uh, um, a company, but everybody called it the Bob. Yeah. The Bob, that was cool. The Bob, we're going to the Bob. You know, now I don't even know what the hell they call it anymore. Um, San Francisco's had more names. I don't know what it is now. Um, L.A. They really only had two names. It was Chavez Ravine and Dodger Stadium. Um, the Angels, forget it. The Angels like changed their name, their team name, like every couple of years. I mean, it, it, it's either the California Angels, then it was the Los Angeles Angels, California Angels, then the Los Angeles Angels at Anaheim, the Anaheim Angels, the Los Angeles Angels at Anaheim playing in California in LA. I mean, it's crazy what they do there with that team. Um, uh, it's nuts. I mean, even Camden Yards now, I think they changed to Camden Yards at Harbor something or other. And um, I don't know. I, 
I, I'm telling you, I'm getting old. <laughs> I should yeah. be in that movie, the Grumpy Old Men, because that's uh, get off my lawn. Uh, you know, uh, that's the way I'm getting. I guess I don't know. Um, I just think it's a shame. It's it's it just seemed fitting. You had to be a a brewer's. And you had to be a company uh, that sponsored the field. But they had the owner, too, and he left. So I guess that's part of it, too. And like you said, it's all money. Yeah, it's all about the the dollar. Who's going to pay more for, you know, naming certain things? And that's a that's a big, big thing this day well, needs. Rich, we're talking about COVID and one more story that uh, is uh, uh, tied into COVID. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is looking at approving plans for MILB and MLB ballparks to host fans up to 30% capacity when their seasons open in April and May. So we still don't have major league cities that or states that host major league teams that have approval yet. Uh, they're all working towards it. Uh, a lot of them working towards it, but uh, we don't have it yet. So, you know, uh, this is something that's got to happen quickly. The approvals would impact the Cleveland Indians, the Cincinnati Reds, as well as five Ohio minor league baseball teams, the Akron uh, Rubber Ducks, the Columbus Clippers, the Dayton Dragons, the Lake County Captains, and the Toledo Mud Hens. The same ga- guidelines would be extended to uh, the Football Club of Cincinnati and Columbus Crew of MLS, whose seasons also start in April. is limited to outdoor venues. Indoor venues are currently limited to 10, 10% capacity. So, um you know, um, they can play in these states, but they can't have people right now. And, um, I, you know, 30% capacity is not much. That's going to look weird, I think, on television. It's going to just look like you're not drawing. <laughs> you know? And and how are they, are they going to announce it as a sellout? <laughs> I I guess your guess is as good. <laughs> you know? I, I'm wondering, is it going to create a <laughs> war for tickets? Are there going to be people that will pay more because there's only a certain allowed of, amount of people allowed in are therefore the price is going to be affected by that. Are you going to be able to uh, pay that price to get into the ballpark. Cause I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people. That's one of the things they like to do during a, a spring and a summer, uh, go to a ball game. So that might create a, a black market for tickets almost. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm thinking anyway. And but, uh, season ticket holders, you know, are they gonna, I guess they get first shot. I mean, they're selling season tickets. So, they will be the first ones, but how do you ascertain? I mean, you know that I don't know what a team does with their, their capacity in, in season tickets. I don't think it's that high. I mean, I think they wished it was that high. Who knows? Oh, excuse yeah. me. But uh, 
to get back to your question about San Francisco, the park is called Oriole, Oracle Park, rather. I'm sorry, <laughs> not Oriole Park, but Oracle Park out there <laughs> in San Fran, the land of San Fran. But I think you're, you, you, I think isn't Camden Yards now Oriole Park at Camden Yards? I believe that's what it is. Uh, yeah. Vey. But it's, uh, that's a long spiel. Yeah, it's too long a spiel. I'm too old for that long a spiel. <laughs> I need a quickie like Shay. Yeah. <laughs> the vet. Exactly. The, the vet. vet. Yeah, the vet. Those are the good old days. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. I mean, they're gonna, they, everybody has the uh, intent of... Uh, Letting people into the stands, and it'll be interesting, as you say, to, to uh, the acquisition of tickets will be an interesting thing. Uh, the people that really want to go will pay, and uh, I, I'd like to go, but uh, I would probably more apt to not to at this stage, of course, because uh, we still don't know. And and if anything, I, I'm kind of looking forward to the uh, Cyclones uh, playing a full season and, and going to their games, the minor league games. Because um, you're closer to the action, it's a smaller crowd. And if they have, uh, I don't know what, what they're going to even allow. I don't even know what's allowed in New York. Uh Yeah, we'll have to keep our eyes out for it. We'll listen for it and uh, relay it over to our listeners. Uh, we want to thank you for tuning in to this Baseball Talk Radio show. Hit that subscribe button if you're on a podcast uh, device, um, iPhone, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Hit that subscribe button so we can pump up our subscription numbers. And, of course, YouTube over there. Hit that subscribe button, and if you even want to get instantly uh, advised when we have a new uh, video up, hit that little bell button there. It's going to give you, uh, ding, ding. yeah, it's going to give you that notification <laughs> that hey, we got something new. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, we appreciate every every you know uh, subscriber that that. Uh, uh, we'll do that, and and heck, you you know, just watch it. It it's fun, you know. Um, if you got nothing to do, watch it, and well, don't watch it, but just subscribe. That's okay too. We don't really care. We just want to get right. our numbers. <laughs> no, we care. We care. We care, or else we wouldn't be doing this every week if we didn't care. And and you can see we try to come up with stories. Uh, sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. But we try, and and uh, we appreciate all of you out there that do tune in and listen, whether it's audio or the video. Uh, it means a lot to us. And, and uh, as we always say, we started with... Uh, well, we started. We didn't know who was going to listen, <laughs> right, Rich? Yeah, sure, many uh, years ago now. Yeah, and uh, you know, in every podcast that we do, you start that way when you start. You don't really 
you don't have an audience built in unless you're a big name. Um, and we started with with nothing and and uh, have built uh, uh, you know a little more than nothing. But uh, we're happy. We just yeah. like talking to you folks and, and getting feedback and and uh, hearing from you. So, uh, you know, as I say, call the hotline number 516-619-6341. Or you can email rich at rich at baseballtalkradio.com or myself, Gary, at gary at baseballtalkradio.com. So, uh, Rich, another show in the books yes indeed and we'll have some uh games to talk about the next show uh some players on the field again uh ton more stuff for you on the next edition of the baseball talk radio show and we'll talk to you then see you then